Welcome to A Better World's bonus episode, wherein I ask Matthew and Trevor about Destiny 2. And we've got quite a show for you today, folks. We're going to talk about Destiny 2, the newest, greatest show on Earth. Boy, do we have some riveting discussion for you. You'll just have to stay tuned and listen right up to this break from Whole Wheat Crisps or something like that. I don't know. I don't know why you guys don't do the intros to the episodes, because that's way better than what I do. <laughs> this is a bonus, bonus. episode discussing destiny 2 uh we are discussing it on september 10th shortly after it came out and we accidentally recorded this when we were getting ready to do another episode and we decided to release it as a little bonus episode for you so this will be a lot shorter than a regular episode and very focused on that specific topic no follow-up or anything so enjoy so Rat King and Trevor, you bought Destiny 2, and now I'm the odd man out because I don't have time. So, is Destiny 2 better than Destiny 1? <laughs> Matthew. There are aspects of it that have been improved, and then it's so young that other aspects are still, like, in a, I would argue, determinative phase. So, it's kind of like the very first time we we played destiny where some things weren't good, but others were in flux and new. Um, like they're, they don't really finish designing the product before they ship it. This is a lot more finished. I would, it feels more finished. Okay. Yes. This feel, uh, there's a lot less I'm complaining about right at the moment. I'm just saying that because there was a history of it, I'm kind of waiting for some other shoes to drop. But, like, the biggest thing people seem to complain about at the moment is shaders being changed a little bit, and that's a completely superficial non-gameplay element, and if that's the biggest complaint, then that's actually probably good. Also, there's a whole planet full of, like, nothing but fossils, so that's kind of cool. Hmm. Why are they complaining about shaders? Um, They're now single-use. What? They're single use and they can only be applied to one piece of armor or weapon. What? <laughs> so to fill anybody in who doesn't know what we're talking about, a shader used to be a thing you put on your armor and it gave you a complete cohesive color scheme. Now you can color one of four sections of your armor or one of your weapons or your ship or your sparrow. Interesting. But then it uses it up. It's gone after you use it. I mean, it's applied to the thing. It's applied to the thing. I imagine you get shaders a lot more frequently then. They, uh, they've started to drop more as you get higher level than towards the end, like you finish the campaign and stuff. Okay. But we're still early enough in the game that we're getting the more common or in the Destiny parlance, rare shaders. We're not getting as many like legendary shaders at this point. So it's kind of tough to say how often the good ones will drop. Yeah, I don't know. the. I mean, they seem to drop from faction packages quite a bit. Okay. The other thing is, um, one of the reasons it's so annoying right now is early in the game, you're replacing your armor all the time. So you essentially can't use the shaders yeah. until you start getting legendary gear because while you're using rare and common gear, the you're using the piece of gear for five minutes, so why bother? Oh, and Dustin, they 
this is something else where I'm not sure if, if it, I like that they streamline stuff. So I don't want to complain about that aspect of it. But right now it sounds like um, Zer didn't show up this week. And Zer's an, a vendor who shows up periodically that sells high powered stuff. He no longer takes strange coins. And it sounds like he's going to take a currency called legendary shards but legendary shards are also the thing you use to infuse armor. So right now you would not want to infuse any armor because you want to make sure you have the appropriate amount of legendary shards to be able to buy stuff. And just no one knows what anything will cost at this point. Hmm. So that's a piece that would be much more easily. Um, what's the word? Screwed with. Uh, not, well, it could be screwed with, but <laughs> that'll be easier to evaluate in a week. Because mm. or in less than a week, because then you'll have the Zer part of the picture and like kind of a sense of how frequently you get legendary shards and all of that. I was walking through Walmart yesterday and I saw a Destiny two like aisle display and it had three guardians without helmets. Are those characters that we need to know about, or is it just marketing? It's marketing. Okay. They wanted their people to be more human connection-y, I guess. Yeah, to the point where there were there wasn't an exo in there. That was disappointing. Oh, well that's cuz people Ooh. are <laughs> So to the li- to the listener, um Dustin and Trevor both play this as exos which are robots. I made mine to look like a terminator as much as I could. I made mine to look like a unicorn. <laughs> And I'm the equivalent of, I guess, a space elf. <laughs> so a what dark would, space elf. A dark space elf. Um, so none of us are actually human. So this. And when aggress- I say unicorn, I'm not a horse with a horn. I'm a, um, an android with a horn, basically. Mm-hmm. It's, they're both very nice. <laughs> um, I feel like there was some other point, but um, Dustin, I would say that the. They made the patrolling and the stuff to do in all the worlds a lot more robust, and the design on the worlds is a lot more interesting all around. Agreed. That was the biggest complaint when Destiny came out. Well, two big complaints, I guess, were that the story was not, it didn't feel like a full story, and the worlds felt kind of empty even though there was stuff to do, because people were thinking this is going to be kind of like a cross between Halo and Mass Effect or Skyrim. And then they go into the world and it's just big barren spaces that may look nice, but essentially you have a few enemies over here and then a few enemies over there and a couple beacons to pick up things that'll give you points for killing those enemies, but not a whole lot of stuff to look at or do. And in this game, they have a lot more like side quests and scannable objects and different things to make it more interesting and to feel like more of a world. And mini dungeons that they call lost sectors. And you actually have a map now in game that you can reference and fast travel on the map. Right. And even when you're going between story missions, you're actually on the same map going to the place that you need to do the thing rather than just loading a mission from a menu. Hmm. So it, it feels like a much more cohesive world in that sense. 
And then the story itself, I would say, is also a lot better this time around. At least, I mean, all we have is the vanilla game. And I got really confused by the story in the original game because they'd send me on a series of three or four missions that I had no idea how they were supposed to be connected to the main story. Like, I remember playing the the series of missions that related to the Sword of Crota and thinking, like, does this pertain at all to the main story of the game? Or is, like, am I accidentally doing a side quest when I thought I was doing the main story? And even the way they had the symbols on the map, I wasn't sure what was what a lot of times. Yeah. Um, but this time it's a lot more clear what the main story is and what the side quests are and why the main story missions are the main story because they actually follow a continuous narrative. And the cutscenes, one thing I like is that they, they have cutscenes that flash away from all the hero characters and are just the villain talking and like the villains talking and like examining what they're doing and like adding a little depth on that end. So they're not just a monolithic, like why are we, fighting these people, it gives them perspective, which I thought was a nice change of pace in the storytelling. Yeah. I also should say the reason the original game had those missions that I was wondering why they were there, it was basically because they were setting up for future expansions, which had interesting stories of their own and tied in because of those original side missions. But something about the way they did it initially felt really unnatural. They were just trying to essentially get like five different plot lines going from the beginning. Yeah. The main storyline is much more focused in that sense. It doesn't really, if they set up stuff for the future, I didn't pick up on it. Right. So I have this conversation going on in my, my head while you guys are talking. Um, I am saying, man, I want to get, get this game so I can play with you guys. And then I'm saying, Dustin, you don't have any time. It would be pointless to buy it. And yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> I, we, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's I mean, nothing that you guys have to apologize about. Well, I mean, we wish you had, I mean, they, what you're doing is important. It, yeah. yeah. So, and maybe down the line you will, maybe i'll catch you on destiny (laughs) three well i well they'll screw that one up then no (laughs) well i'm just yeah (laughs) that would probably be when i would have time um the clan features are not did we um they actually added in-game clan features now so that everyone can contribute experience to the clan and then if everyone gets enough then you start to build up rewards for your clan so that's kind of fun for, I don't know that it would actually be very useful to us for the three of us, but it's an intro. I like the, that they're focusing on trying to make that a more robust system as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, they've set the thresholds so high that for a clan of two or three people, it's kind of irrelevant. But we can, we do have our banner that we can take around on our character. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Dustin, they took like stats off. I, this is more, I guess, talking deep stuff. They took all the like variable little number stats off. So you're not getting like plus 43 intellect and stuff like that anymore. 
they really streamlined that and now it only there is stuff that buffs your three main like your recovery your health and your agility but those are very easily like one point swaps on your main armor so they it's hard to does that make sense and mm-hmm. it's easier than having to say like oh i got like a level or i got like plus 43 but the max is 57 so i have to go and get another set it's like i think they said that those things are pretty much locked into the pieces of armor for the main perks hmm. so if you get a i don't know make up a name for a piece of armor like a photon puncher or something then you would yeah that makes sense actually that makes as much sense as any title in destiny um if you got like photon puncher gloves they're always going to have the option to either buff your health or buff your agility or something and you can swap between those two and like every piece will do that and it's not going to change the only thing that will change are like mods that you can stick in on your own and so they have how, a, that's a oh go ahead well how do you is there nothing adjusting intellect or strength or those are gone oh because the cooldowns for your abilities are the same everywhere now interesting does each class and subclass have the same length of cooldown yes unless okay. you have like a specific perk that says like they're on the skill tree that says like reduces cooldown of blank or something that would have been an a cool way for them to differentiate between the the classes like I'm guessing Titans have a faster melee cooldown, Hunters, Grenade, and Warlocks, Super, but that would be... (laughs) Everyone would play a Warlock. My impression was that they wanted to bring all of the cooldowns into a... What's the word? Like, into a similar area because they wanted to make it more competitive. So, like, they changed. It's no longer six six people in Crucible. It's four. Like, they went to the standard 4v4 on a shooter, which I haven't played with Crucible at all to tell you how it feels or anything. But, um, yeah. Is this so they can become a a sporting video game? Yes, they want to be an (laughs) eSport. They want it so badly, it's kind of transparently sad. (laughs) And I don't think it will work but they have their dreams i can't i'm not going to tell anyone not to follow their dreams Hmm. there are already people complaining on reddit that fire teams for other activities only have three people and begging them to change it to four to match crucible oh um one thing that was bad that they did improve like they had that whole eververse store they put in um which is still there but the, that's where like the microtransactions are in the game. And before, the only way, like they put a bunch of very interesting items in there, but the only way to pretty much get it would be like completing one thing a week that would give you one, and then you would have to go spend actual money to get the rest. Now, in theory, you could earn unlimited numbers of the stuff from the store because every time you level up after you hit 20, you get an, a package from there. Or it's an engram. So you get access to a lot of the cooler, um, 
whatchamacallit, the, the lot, like cosmetic items without having to actually pay money. So that replaces the mechanic where you would get motes of light at every level yeah. after 20. I will say, I think they've made a lot of what would be categorized as quality of life improvements. And a lot of that's just from what they've learned from the previous three years of destiny. And one of the big things that doesn't get trumpeted much, but I think makes things a lot nicer is that there's far fewer currencies and materials. I think destiny had 17 currencies or materials at launch. Yeah. I think I counted once and I think it was around 17. This is, well, I don't know yet because I'm not done with the story. I think it's three. Three? Okay. It's Glimmer, the legendary shards, and then that silver dust you get from the Eververse store. Okay. And there's there's also some like tokens and stuff, but those don't get quite as muddled because there's like exactly one thing you can use them for. Yeah. Like those are just to buff rep with the vendor. And that's not even you get the token, you give it to the vendor, your rep goes up. That's all. And it's not even rep. Like they don't have the numbers on rep anymore. It's just like if you level that person up, they give you a package. That's they don't care that you're at like you've done it 17 times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was one other thing that that ever helped you. Yeah. It don't. Yeah. (laughs) Helped you one time. (laughs) I felt like they only had that in there so that people could brag like. Well, I leveled up the Cryptarch 200 times, and <laughs> you talk to the Cryptarch a lot less. Um, they There are fewer engrams that you have to stop and pause and go into code, which is nice, too. Like you maybe Does that will... mean there are fewer engrams, or they have some kind of automatic decoding that you can do? Most of them decrypt the moment you pick them up. Yep. Oh. The rares do. Okay. Do the legendaries require you to take them in, Matthew? They do. Okay. But you don't get legendaries all that often. Okay. Well, and if you at, yet at least. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I'm not getting. I, I've only seen a handful of them, like, ra- like randomly drop from yeah. things. And I guess they've never been super plentiful. It's just at some point they are more noticeable because they're the ones you care about, whereas you're just dismantling the blues. Mm-hmm. So, do uh, are you guys playing the same type of character? As we did in the first one, I'm yeah, still, like, yeah, I'm still maining a warlock. And I mean, are you are you maining the same warlock? Right, the oh, same appearance. Yes, I just ported my character. Oh, you can do that. I thought the the characters were they don't carry over any of the stuff you earned. Oh, okay. um, the, well, okay, they carry over if you did certain things in the game, like. I think we would all get these. Like if you did the moments of triumph in year one and in year two, you get emblems that are new emblems in the game to correspond for that achievement. So you get like a small thing, but you don't carry over any weapons or armor or stuff like that. It's because that all in theory gets destroyed. And it's not like Mass Effect 2 where even if you were carrying over the same character, you still had to go into the thing to build the appearance you literally just click and go with your old character mm-hmm. oh that's nice well for us it's nice for some people i think it's somewhat unpleasant yeah it might some not people... be the best thing for my warlock my <laughs> warlock who matthew would always force me to put the helmet back on if i turned it off in social spaces <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember what you're war- i think on my warlock i just picked 
I just went with the default that it gave me, which it randomizes your appearance whenever you first choose uh, what it, do they call it a race? Yeah, I guess. Okay, so when you first choose a race and gender, it just auto generates something in that category. And I just said, good enough, click. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Well, on, on the warlock. I've, I've never done it, but it sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> I took a little more care with my hunter and even more care with my titan. You guys are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> I tried really hard on my warlock, which is why he turned out so ugly. Um, oh, that does make me remember, because I told this to Trevor earlier. Um, on the Xbox, they have, they added in a thing where you can see how much of the community has completed an achievement. So in Destiny 2, there's an achievement for like, get all your warlock subclasses, all your titan subclasses all your hunter subclasses and at this point in the game that's just going to be what everyone has done with their primary character so it's kind of right at the moment an indicator of how prevalent each class is among the player base so it was interesting because on the percentages like titans and warlocks were pretty much dead even like just about the same percentage of people were running those Hunters were slightly more popular than those, than either of those. That's not surprising. I didn't think it was surprising. Because they even kind of market the hunter on the first game. Like, the hunter's the main character on the box art. Yeah. That's because they're the most frabjous. <laughs> what did you call it? Frabjous. Frabjous? What does that even mean? Um, It's a made-up word from the Jabberwocky. Oh, oh, okay. It's the word that always gets used for hunters for some reason. I think it's on some of the armor. Um, there's also a Frumius cloak. Which is also from the Jabberwocky. Yeah. Mm. I read that in junior high. I don't remember. Oh, it's um, the line in the poem, Dustin, is, Kalu, Kaleo, Frab, just day. You might have heard one of... Oh, okay, maybe not. I think you've <laughs> said that. I've said Kalu, Kale because yeah. it's kind of fun to say. Not to be pedantic, but it's actually Ofrab just a Kalukale. Well, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be pedantic, but I'm going to be pedantic. <laughs> Nothing good ever comes after not to be pedantic. <laughs> I don't mean to sound like a racist, but... <laughs> yeah, but not to be sexist or anything. <laughs> but... <laughs> I like just that we have a culture of, if I disclaim this before anyone can point it out, it doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see like someone try to guys that guys I know that jumping off this building is a bad idea but <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see someone do it in court like well not to sound like a murderer but man I've stabbed a lot of people <laughs> woo it's just <laughs> not to say that my client's guilty but <laughs> um so yeah there's some piece of destiny information i was go i felt like you would be specifically interested in but i can't remember how it works oh you get glimmer from taking down every enemy now oh that was the thing they upped the cap so now you're you can have a hundred thousand glimmer before it stops collecting used to be twenty five thousand before it stops glimmering <laughs> yeah um i just i had talked about this before maybe just on the slack 
but I was not real happy with the Destiny 2 beta. Mm. I said that the guns felt terrible. And I just want to say that they feel a lot better in the actual game. Yeah, I would I agree. Th- hmm? I just said I would agree. Um, I have a theory about why they felt terrible in the beta, and that is in the actual game, you're dropped in at like base starting level, and you get essentially whatever guns you pick up that are also like at the very base level, and then the enemies you're fighting are the very base level. And early in the game, you might not have the type of gun that you want, but pretty much anything is going to work just fine as you kind of figure out the different types of guns. And then later on, when the enemies get more difficult, um, it, you still have the options of different kinds of guns, but you're kind of specifically choosing which guns you want. And it might be that you specifically like hand cannons, but you specifically like a specific type of hand cannon, like one that fires real slow and hits really hard or one that fires faster and doesn't hit quite as hard. And one of them might feel great. The other one might feel terrible to you. But point is when you get to higher levels fighting harder enemies, you typically are tailoring your weapon choice a little more to deal with that. And in the beta, we were dropped in at level 20 power level 200 fighting enemies that were scaled to match that. And we had like three weapons to choose from in each category, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's like there was a scout rifle and an auto rifle and a hand cannon, but there was only one of each of those. And the hand cannon they gave me was not the kind of hand cannon I like. And the scout rifle they gave me was not the kind of scout rifle I like. So the result was I'm fighting level enemies and I don't have the weapons I want to do that with. And it doesn't work quite as well as playing really weak enemies with whatever weapons. So that's my theory. Um, In the beta for the original game, they started you at the base level. So I think it gave a little more accurate representation. Um, And there was actually, um, both in the beta and in the game, they actually let you get a hold of exotics fairly early, a lot earlier than you did in the original game. And there's a specific hand cannon, Sunshot, that... I decided was terrible in the beta and I almost didn't pick it when they were letting me choose what kind of weapon I wanted. I went ahead and picked it anyway. And it's actually a really good weapon. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, I think another problem is that in the one level they gave us in the beta, we were fighting cabal, which typically don't go down quite as fast. So you might have a hand cannon that can one shot the lowest level of like any of the other race or any of the other enemy factions that you fight against, but it's still going to take like two or three shots on Mm -hmm. the lowest level cabal just because they're bigger. So those are my theories. The guns feel great now. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't worry about that if somebody is thinking about buying the game. And one of the complaints in the beta was that all the abilities were really slow to recharge. Like you might get to use your grenades, like, two or three times in an activity because they just had that long of a recharge and they took that criticism to heart and upped the re like, what, what I want to say, they lowered the cooldowns. So you get to use them much more frequently. I still don't know if there's any invisibility class for the hunters. I was surprised to see that night stalker 
is, or something equivalent is still there. I haven't unlocked it yet, so I don't know what the skills are. There um, is using the Rat King. There. Okay, so I'm interested in that gun. I'm sad that it's a sidearm and not a hand cannon, but still might be good. Um, I think there might be some invisibility on the Night Stalker, but I haven't looked. And there wasn't a ton in the old game. I guess there were the smoke bombs. Um, and Dustin, one of the nice things is if you got with the like being able to change the mods out, if you got a weapon you really liked, but you really needed it to be void and not arc, you can now just change that on the weapon, oh, which okay. is a nice feature. Or even if you had like a bunch of those mods saved up and you said like the nightfall this week is this thing. I wish I had this version of a weapon and this, you can switch the mod out. And then if you liked it the other way afterwards, you could switch it back. It consumes those pieces of mod, but by the, as time goes on, you'll probably have so many built up. You might as well. Yeah. The mods provide a lot more flexibility for the weapons. Cause in the old game, you'd be stuck trying to get a certain combination of perks to drop. Now you just need to get like one perk to drop and then put the right mods on it. Anyway, that's probably enough on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've thoroughly answered his generic questions. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I liked Dustin's bonus. Bonus. <laughs> bonus. 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 I liked Matthew's intro the best. <laughs> we could do them all. All right, let's stop this and do the real show. Okay, count to count down, and we'll stop on three. <laughs> three, two. Oh, dang it! Wait, count down, and we'll stop on three. Count two, three, and we'll stop on three. Three.